You're listening to Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch, where you'll hear from business professionals all over the country who have found their success through networking. Join us as we explore the path to success and what it takes to overcome adversity together. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch. I am Ricky. With me, as always, is my man, Fletch, and today we are so lucky to be here with Lisa Bradburn. She is the principal broker for your own team at Premier Property Group, and I'm excited to talk to her because she, last year, was was a million-dollar giver in her BNI chapter. That means that for you non-BNI listeners, she passed a million dollars worth of referrals to others. So that tells us she is somebody who is very well connected, really knows how to work a referral network. And we are so happy to learn from her today. Lisa, how are you this morning? I am well, and it's so fun to be here with you guys. This is going to be a ton of fun to talk about how to help everybody else become million-dollar givers. It is very attainable. It really is. It's just a good strategy. Well, that's I would awesome. Have... <laughs> that's, I mean, let's just start out. <laughs> yeah. like That is an achievement. Holy moly. Like I'm thinking how much I've given, and I've got a lot to, to, to grow and, and learn from you here for sure. Yeah. Well, that was 532 referrals to get me to that point over wow. I joined BNI in 2020 so it's impressive that's it awesome it all happened with a few big referrals it was a lot of little ones and I think I mean, that's what, it could be easy to say oh well she must have had a couple of big accounts that she did no there was a uh, 532 <laughs> to date I think I think that makes it more special, though, because it shows the power and just the way that you are well connected and have a wide net of people that you're always passing stuff with consistency instead of like a couple of one off big ticket items. Right. You know, so we'll get into that. But first, we start every show with a couple of icebreakers and we each have our own. And today for you, I want to know what is the most recent app that you have downloaded on your phone? Oh, that's such a fun question. The Disney 100 app, because I just went to Disneyland last week and I was like, I have not been here for a while. There's a lot that's changed. So I uh, I went through the Magic Kingdom and had a blast without children. <laughs> no kidding. That's <laughs> awesome. I can recommend an adult visit to Disneyland without kids. It was so fun. That's amazing. I'm going in January. We're bringing my twins and my oldest, my oldest second time, the twins first time. So we're excited, but. Download that app. You're going to need it. It tells you everything you need to know to navigate the park efficiently. I love it. I love it. I'm a strategy girl. I like to have those things. Yeah. And you got to, it's too big of a place. You got to have the fast pass too. Yes, or it's lightning pass or whatever they call it. Genie, the genie plus for the lightning lane. Yeah. Yeah. You'll spend up for it, but it's worth it. (laughs) <laughs> all right well and then uh on this side of the fence we've got a different kind of a uh, topic if you had to forget everything you know uh you weren't in real estate anymore you went back to being a kid and uh you were an athlete an olympic athlete as a matter of fact what would be your sport i always loved watching the olympics when i was a girl and i thought it'd be gr- amazing to be a gymnast I cannot do a cartwheel or a somersault to save my life. And I couldn't then either, but I always thought that would be so amazing. They're amazing. They're like superhumans. So yeah. it's it's pretty cool. I like this that. Is, this is great. We haven't met a gymnast yet. <laughs> no, no, no gymnast yet. Another Summer Olympics person, That's but, right. uh, you That's know, right. it's very skewed to the Summer Olympics, it seems, but uh, great choice. But by all accounts, I, I, gymnasts are amazing. I, it's this has now become a kind of a running theme of tallying summer versus winter games, and we get I don't know I I think off the top of my head we're probably at like eighty percent or higher of summer games over winter games. That's interesting. Yeah, we interviewed a guy uh, yesterday. I, I guess I should be careful time stamping it like that, depending on how the episodes come out. But he chose biathlon. where you the skiing and the shooting the guns and i got all excited because that was one of the first winter games that we've heard it was great (laughs) so 
At any rate, let's move on to the good stuff here. Lisa, take some time and uh, share with us who you are, you know, kind of what you do and, and your story, please. We'd love to hear it. I am a realtor. I'm the principal broker for a team of four gals in our premier property group office. I've been in real estate um, as a realtor for 26 years, but I grew up in the housing industry. My dad was a real estate broker and a home builder and a land developer. So I've been around the housing industry my really my whole adult life, fell in love with it, um, have served in uh, other teams, but started my own team in 2020, right at the peak of pandemic. Away we went, um, which actually really turned out to be a serendipitous timing for me and um, had been with this new brokerage for just a month or so when I got a call from a commercial realtor friend of mine that I'd kind of lost track of. And she said, I need to meet you and talk to you right away. I'm in a BNI chapter and I'm like, I don't know what that is. She said, our realtor seat is open and you'd be perfect for it. I'm like, okay, let's go. So we sat down and had a conversation within two hours of that. She tells me all about it. My heart's racing. I'm terrified. I'm thinking this is a really big commitment. I've got all this change happening in my life. But I visited a meeting and I immediately applied. I had to compete with seven other realtors that had made an application at that point. Our membership committee in our chapter took a lot of time to vet every single one of us. We did big panel interviews. And I mean, they took it really seriously. And it took a couple months to work through that whole process. And I got that seat. And so knowing what the chapter had gone through to make that very big decision, I when I say yes to something, I give a big yes to it. I don't just half-heartedly say, oh, we'll see how this works out for me. I really did understand the assignment. And when I said yes, I'm going to do this. I knew I have to have a strategy. I wasn't worried about referrals. I wasn't worried about one-to-ones. A little worried if I was going to be able to have know enough people to do visitors. That became a strategy for me that I had to figure out. But really just learning what the power of one was. And it changed my life. It changed my perspective on networking completely. My networking Thoughts were probably very similar to everyone else's. You hand out business cards, you introduce yourself, and you hope for the best. And there was not a lot of intentionality behind that. And so BNI really taught me how to do that. And it's been extremely good for my business, very lucrative for my business, but more than that, very lucrative for the businesses in our chapter. And so some really good advice that I got from our regional director at that time was, Who's not at the table with you in your chapter? How can you help build this chapter to bring in key players that you're going to refer to anyway, and they're going to refer to you and stack the deck, you know? And so at that time, our home services group was about seven of us. Our chapter was 28 people. And today, I think we're hovering around 14 people in home services. Um, there was no power team functioning. So I learned how to do a power team and I started a power team for home services and we really just got intentional about we're going to be like a business with different departments and we're going to do this business together. And so we just had our second Home Care 101 class and we invited clients and friends and family and each one of our home services people took three minutes and did a spotlight and talked about you know, what they do and the things that you need to know about your home. And it just gets a lot of energy and visibility around our businesses. So I had, I've developed a lot of strategies for how I've been able to do this many referrals, but that's been, that was one of the first things I did is let's get people here in this chapter that I'm going to know, like, and trust and refer business to all the time. That's great. That's great. It's, it's, it's a common theme, and I want to kind of take back to the beginning. There's a ton of stuff I think we can talk about in just what you said right there. So it's it's that's exciting in and of itself. But you mentioned you just you're a person who just dives in, right? I feel like there's a lot lot of folks out there who have a hes hesitancy. I think it's like just a natural thing in the world these days is is having like you know some people call it anxiety, some people call it hesitancy, some people you know, there's lots of names for it, but ultimately it's a I'm not quite in. And um, I would just I would love for you to kind of share with us kind of your feelings on you said you're always that kind of person, but you know maybe some other things that you've done that in life and, and just you know I'm trying to get out of this is how important that is because I think both me and Ricky are folks who really we we don't know how far we're diving in sometimes that but we're diving in and we're finding we're finding the the, the bottom of where we're going but you know we we do it so um it's a 
yeah, it's it's always great to hear that from other folks too. So that's why I'm kind of going after that. Yeah, I mean, everybody's personalities are different. Not everybody is, you know, maybe as tenacious as I am, and that's okay. I think it's figuring out how to have authentic relationships with people in a way that feels comfortable for you, but being intentional about it. I one of the first things I realized I needed to do was figure out how B and I was going to work in my business plan. Like this takes time. I'm being intentional about having those one-to-ones and creating those referrals by spending time with people. So working on my business more than I'm working in it, you know, this gets into a lot of the weeds of, of we're all business owners trying to sell stuff and do stuff and get more business. If we're not meeting new people, if we're not spending time with people, we're not growing our business. There's a reason BNI has people do the things that we're doing. It's not to be a better BNI player, it's to be a better business owner. And so, you know, even if you're shy, if you're a business owner, you got to overcome that. You've got to develop skills to just be more outgoing. And I think BNI's weekly meeting helps us do that. You're you're given your 45 second pitch. You've got to speak your mind in front of these people and learn how do you want to say what you want to say you know, your elevator pitch and all those things, you can't rest on your laurels of I'm just a shy, withdrawn person. You got to build a skill and a muscle for that and put yourself out there to do it. Um, but yeah, making BNI a part of my business plan was essential. How am I going to factor time every single week into not just having a one-to-one with somebody in BNI? If I'm, I'm going to run out of people to invite if I don't meet people outside of BNI. So I added to my power of one, I have one one-to-one a week with somebody that's not in a chapter. And if you're doing that four times a month, you're vetting, I wonder if this person would be a good person to invite. I don't tell everybody that I have a one-to-one with that I'm in BNI. I don't invite them all because maybe they're not going to be a good fit. Or I mention it to them and they're not interested. But if I'm doing that every single week, I'm going to have one person a month to be able to invite to our meeting. And if you look at chapters, traffic lights, visitors is one of the columns that's often in the gray for most members. Because it's like, well, I don't know anyone else to invite. I mean, this is a diminishing mindset. I don't know anyone else to invite. Well, then you don't know any new customers. Who are you going to sell your business to, right? Who are you going to sell your widget to? If you don't know any new people, you've got to meet new people. So that's that's just something I think that people really have to take seriously. If, if you're not going to do that, your business is going to have a shelf life. It won't accomplish all the things that you want it to accomplish. I, man, there's so much there. i I love it. I love your energy this morning, Lisa. And, you know, powered by Java. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a couple of thoughts. And really, I like that you're talking about having to meet new people and having that be a plan for your business. Because, well, first of all, before I get to that, I I also really like how you're talking about using BNI and the way that the things that BNI hold you accountable to which is what does turn some people off. It turned me off for 10 years or nine years before I finally got here. And now that's what I love about it and makes it work, right? But it does make you better, not just as a BNI member, but the skills I've developed by quote unquote, being a good BNI member have made me better at meeting the right people and growing my business through my network and really building a better network like you're talking about. But I I really wanted to hear some more about how you made that transition or if it was a transition. You said you started your firm or being a realtor in 2020 at the pandemic and being a realtor is a hard job. And I know for a lot of outside salespeople, there's more pressure to call and get quick sales and get quick money on the books, but meeting new people and doing BNI activity, the networking is the longer play. Like you mentioned, it does take time and work. So how did you kind of make both of those things work? Right. Well, because I'm an intentional person, I had to figure out time blocking for myself. Being a realtor, we have really flexible schedules. We work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but we fit play in, right? So it's like, okay, I need to figure out every week I'm planning for the week ahead with my BNI tasks. So I'm not waking up Monday morning going, oh my gosh, who am I having a one-to-one with this week? I'm actually thinking about that for next week. I'm booking out a week, two weeks ahead so that I know I've got somebody lined up and I'm going to do that in all kinds of categories, not just home services for a whole chapter. And the same thing with who am I meeting that I is not a part of BNI. I'm booking all of those things a week ahead. So I have planning time with myself every Monday morning. 
And then every single morning before I start my day, I review my, my, you know, tasks for that day. And I make sure that if, you know, that I've got that intentional time set aside for that and reviewing the referrals that I've given, following up on those referrals. It doesn't take as much time as it takes planning, you know, to look at your app and say, oh, okay, I put these referrals out. I wonder how that's going. And following up with a few folks, that can be a quick text message. It can be a lot of things that are efficient that keep you moving. So it's just, it's not something that we just do the day of our meeting. I think people just, it's like in their mind, it's like, oh, well, my meeting's on Tuesday. So I did that. Check the box. Well, when are you doing your education hour? When are you going to listen to those podcasts? You know? I book that stuff for myself. I set appointments to do those things with intentionality so that it's not an afterthought. Because I've heard so many people say, oh, yeah, I got to get back to that. I've I've kind of slacked off. Well, if, if you're using project management tools in your business, that's a task. I actually, this is part of my business plan. I use a project management software and it reminds me, did you do your CE hour this week? Did you set your appointments for next week? You know, did you log your referrals? I mean, I'm reminding myself, I'm not leaving it to my own memory. I've got too many moving parts. So then it's not, I'm planning to win, not to fail. And that's how I stay in the green. Do you mind sharing that? Pardon me, that technology that you're using for that? I mean, I know there's lots of them out there, but what, what do you personally use? Our team uses Asana. Okay. I love it. Um, it's super user-friendly and I put all of my life in my project management software. So we use it for our business and our transactions, but I've got my own task list on there and I have reoccurring tasks. And it just reminds me every single week on the days that I want it to remind me of, okay, did you do this? Did you get it done? So that I'm not forgetting. I I have to have things written down. Else it will just, you know, you get busy on the next thing. And I That's love, awesome. I love checking things off. <laughs> so gratifying. It is, isn't it? Just like, okay, that's done. That's done. I'm a list person too. I just, mm-hmm. oh, you feel so lost without your list sometimes. But Oh, completely, completely. Um, I think one of the other things, we just talked about this in our chapter the other day, the just these diminishing mindsets that people have about what they're doing. And I think a lot of our success comes with inviting visitors. It is a big part of our referral emphasis. If The more people I know, the more people I can refer business to, whether they're members yet or not. It is powerful to be able to send business to a visitor. What a great way to prove right straight up front giver's gain get somebody that's going to, they're going to want to convert. They're going to want to join your chapter. And they're already going, okay, Lisa Bradburn, she sent me business. Next time I need a realtor, I'm going to tell them about her. You know, it's so all of the power of one really does fuel at the end of the day, how I can say, yes, this is how I've been successful with doing referrals. I do the whole power of one. I don't just wake up on Monday morning and go, how can I refer business this week? I do create referrals. I do think intentionally. I go through my roster and say, who haven't I been able to give a referral to recently? How can I get a referral to them? Who do I know that might need their services? I'm thinking about that because I love my chapter members and I want everyone to do well. And, you know, so I, I do keep them top of mind by my choice. I I really like that you just said that last piece because we recently just interviewed well, John Rivers, the king of refer of of visitors. I'm sure you know of He's a him. A great friend of him. mine. He taught me a lot. Yeah, because you're talk you're you sound you're you're talking just like like him. And what it's cool to hear the mindset of my goal is to give a referral to every single person in my chapter, and to and then you start really thinking about because like I'll just give an example, and this might be this is kind of, of maybe a weird example, but just off the top of my head, let's say it's me, the commercial insurance agent. You know, I'm a certified work comp advisor, so I'm kind of niched in what I do, and the people that I work with, my power team partners, are pretty also niched and specialized in who I spend the bulk of my time with. But then, okay, how do I find a referral for a naturopathic doctor, mm-hmm. right? Because that is something outside of the realm of what would just be natural to my business and people flow into like a benefits person, an HR person, a banker, you know, and I'm so happy that two days in a row, we've now heard this because now I'm starting to get in my head, okay, I want to make sure I'm giving referrals to everyone in my group. You know, we have a esthetician, 
a person who does Botox and fillers and her clients are mostly women. That's, I mean, right there, that's something where I'm like, how the hell do I do that? And I'm really now feeling excited and challenged to find her some people that I can send there outside because that that's also a fun challenge for me because it's outside of my natural, you know, circle. That's so, I, I have a personal injury attorney in our chapter and he's amazing. And I had all kinds of weird stereotype perspectives on a personal injury attorney, ambulance chaser, whatever, when I joined the chapter and I'm like, oh gosh, that was, that was like the one I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to ever do that. And then I got a one-to-one with him and I met him and he is a phenomenal person. And I'm like, oh, Nathan, you're incredible. I hope I never have to refer to you because something terrible has happened in someone's life if they need you. But when they need you, and I have been able to send people his way, and I'm so grateful that I know somebody that is just high quality person that I really could trust because this is my credibility, right? Somebody I really do truly know, like, and trust that can really help someone else in their time of need. So it's, you do, you have to think about it. I love to use the services in our chapter. I, you know, Hey, go get a little filler, you know, try, try, try the one in between yeah. the eyes. That's how that goes, right? We no, all have- <laughs> yeah, I, I just say that because I do very much like her. She's very nice. She's she's great. I, I like her a lot. I like spending time with her. It's just something I haven't really put in my head of how do I send somebody to her. And now these last two episodes are making me think about it. You know, that's all. I love that. I love that. In fairness, if a dude comes up to any woman and especially my wife or something <laughs> like that, I'm 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 on the losing end of that conversation, um, no matter what comes out of my mouth. But yeah, but if you go, well, I suppose yeah. I, know, I guess I, I've got some wrinkles. Right. I could probably handle it. I don't know. Yeah, just see but, how um, it feels and what it's like, and then you know you're gonna be like, hey, say hey. For know? sure. <laughs> I did want to point out something though that I found at least, and and maybe you guys will prove me wrong. I've been proved wrong so many times over the years, but. I feel like, you know, uh, number one, Ricky, you're friends with me. So if you ever need a naturopath, right? I'm a health insurance broker. So it's my job to know doctors and those types of folks. But ultimately, I've found within BNI that we're always trying to find referrals and trying to connect people with, with all the people, right? But naturally, you're going to gravitate and kind of goes towards where you were talking about, you built out your power team earlier, you were mentioning those types of things. There's naturally going to be people where you gravitate and you, you trade more referrals than others. But it's, it, it always seems to come around that it's, it's not so much a you get one, I get one, you get one, I get one. It's it's like I send 12 over here and then 12 other people, you might get one at a time, but you'll probably get 12 or 13, 15, something like that, eight. I don't know, but it'll come back around as long as you're focusing on the giving. And um, I think folks really do focus. It, it's weird because there's a lot of folks that we've talked to, very well-connected folks like yourself. Uh, I mean, I can think of several that when we actually look at their numbers, they're pretty spot on giving and, and receiving. They're not intentionally doing that, but it's it just naturally happens to where if you give, you know, a bunch, you're going to get a bunch and the dollar figures seem to work out that way. And I don't know if it's for you, but it's, it's this natural thing. I don't know if it's just, it's not trying to get too woo woo-y, but I don't know if you've seen that in your chapter or not either, but. Yeah. Statistically, that is absolutely true. I think industry to industry, it can definitely vary for my industry. For example, I have a high ticket item. It is not a frequent thing. Market definitely impacts. I'm giving a lot more than I get. So, and I'm a transparent person, so I'll just talk numbers. I've given 532 referrals. I've received 62 in the lifetime of being in in BNI since 2020. So that's a big disparity as far as the numbers given and received. But as far as what I have earned personally, that levels out, right? So dollar value, dollar value. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I mean, I'm, I believe so strongly in this, that even if I were making a lot less than that, if I were getting no referrals, I still believe in what I'm doing because it is amazing to see these small to medium business owners who are really looking for that. Anyone that's joining BNI is looking for a way to elevate their business, right? We have a handyman in our business. When he joined, it was 
Jose with a hammer and a truck, right? That was his, he was just pretty new to the business. Now he's got nine employees and he's got more business than he can handle. And he's all running all over the place, doing a great job. And people want his phone number all the time. That's because he's doing terrific work. And I got to be a part of that story. That is amazing for me. It's just that so much fuel for my fire. I want to keep doing that. I love bringing in these new business owners and helping them just soar. And they're going to they're gonna be my friends forever. And they will refer business to me. And that handyman just helped me get a million dollar listing I'm closing next week. So, you know, stuff happens. <laughs> That's so powerful that you share that because it's it's so true. And this isn't a BNI podcast, although we do talk to tons of folks about BNI. You know, it's so much so important and how we came together here. It's, so it's it's certainly a big part of our lives. But to know that being around people who are focused on not only being well connected but being good business owners being quality people you know it, you can't help yourself but if you're really buying in raising the bar and 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 you know whether that elevator's quick to the top or just a slow i mean every, it's going to vary for everybody but Man, it's yeah. I would my friends here in BNI. I would just hang, come hang out. You know, even if if BNI wasn't for me, I would just came come. I would want to be around these people for sure. You said something that really clicked for me that I I do want to because this isn't just a BNI podcast. Um, I'm a mentor for new realtors in our office, and I'm the office director at Premier Property Group in, the, in West Portland. I talk about these concepts with our realtors all the time. You don't have to be in an, a BNI group to implement these techniques into your business. You know, who is your power team in your business? Who's on your bench with you? And who are you meeting with every week to talk about the business that you're they're doing and that you're doing separate of BNI? You can still replicate these concepts into your business and it will make you a more powerful and effective business owner in doing that. What BNI helps us do is track our metrics to see as a group how we're doing. But if you just take all of that away and say, these are still important principles in my business that I want to do these things, it will pay off. The, the reward will be there for you. And so I talk about it all the time with these new agents. It's like, well, who do you know? Well, I don't really, you're going to need an HVAC person. You're going to need a handyman. You're going to need a carpet cleaner. You need to go meet all these people. So when you don't have clients and the market is dry, because we're in a weird economy right now, you, you got to get up, get dressed, make your bed and go out and hustle. Who are you going to meet with to talk about being a realtor or whatever your widget is that you sell, right? Who are you telling about that every week? You've got to keep your head in the game and have things intentionally that you're doing even when the money's not flowing towards you, you got to be sewing because you need to get paid next year too. So it's applicable whether you're B and I or not. Well, and that's and that's why we decided. I mean, it gets B and I heavy some episodes up more than others, just the nature because we're in B and I, and it is what it is, you know. But we're really hoping to have a segment of our audience that isn't there because, again. I just think that there's so many people out there that aren't even in BNI and maybe they don't have time for what BNI takes and that's okay, but go meet people and learn how to do it effectively. You know, we, we've interviewed a realtor a few episodes ago who she is not a BNI person and is an amazing connector. The way that she stays in touch with people and connects with people and her story, I'm sure will inspire BNI people and non-BNI people alike, you know? So, and and that was really why when I found you and invited you to come on and wanted to meet with you because BNI showed us the number that you're, you were a million dollar giver, right? But it's not just the BNI metric to come on and celebrate this achievement. I mean, yeah, let's celebrate it. And that is a big achievement, but the point is, that means that you have a process and a good mindset down for how to work, have a be well connected and in a valuable way. Absolutely. And it is a, the core values of BNI really align with my personal core values. And so it was, it wasn't hard for me to make that leap and say, oh, okay, I'm just going to keep track of what I'm doing, but I actually want to do this and figuring out what do I need in my business and who do I need to know? These are things that we all as business owners need to be thinking about. And I am consistently surprised. I'll be super honest. The majority of my referrals um, have not come from home services. The majority of their referrals have come from me. 
but the, re- the majority of my referrals have come from all different things and not just BNI. I mean, it's a part it is one of the pools, ponds that I fish in is what I like to say, but I'm part of a chamber. So I go to my chamber of commerce meetings. I, I've had this philosophy since I started my own team of look busy, look expensive, you know, get be out there, make sure people know who you are and what you do and that you can articulate that really well. We've just landed in a, a network that trains us to do that. It teaches us how to be good at it. And we are, because we're required to be there, we get practiced consistently at doing that. Um, if you're not in an articulated network where that's a part of what you do every single week, it's going to take you a little longer to perfect that craft. We get to talk, do our 45 second pitch every week, make it interesting, you know, keep things going. So that that does help. If you don't have that then practice with a friend, you know, get into a, get a small group going of like-minded people in your industry and run your pitches, get in uh, Toastmasters, something where you're learning how to speak and um, articulate what you do. I think that's a super important thing. And anybody can do that. hundred percent, hundred percent. And this goes to kind of a lot of the, I'm going to kind of mention what I do a little bit here. I don't try, I try not to do that, but in my industry specifically, and maybe in Ricky's too, and maybe everybody, every salesperson, there's there's kind of a sect of the sales industry that is all about like technology and buying leads and you know the sales, like everybody's the slimy sales side side of things. And two things I want to say about that is is it, because I've lived that that world, like I I live that world at a very high level, and I appreciate it for what it is. It got me into the industry. It made me successful uh, to start. But it's not sustainable, in my opinion. Um, I don't think, and it burns people out. It it, it causes a lot of stress. And um, as a as a single owner, a business owner, and a solopreneur, like the intangibles of of networking, of having your group of people, of building these true relationships versus just calling. Don't get me wrong. I know Ricky is a crazy good cold caller like he's so good at that right but he's cold calling with a reason to make a relationship and then he follows up with that relationship so there's variants of this but my point is is you start building something here and it 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 grows naturally it's not something that you're you're feeding a lead into and as a dollar figure it's it's you're you're putting time and energy and love and care and all these things and the dividends come later and it's just so much better I mean, I would say uh, two thirds of my career was spent, and I've been in this business almost 15 years, was in that world. And man, I didn't know what I was missing. And I was negative about it. And oh, so that's why I kind of shared that right there. I felt like you were right on that and it it struck a chord with me. So yeah, lead generation is for any business owner is really our job is to generate leads. Mm-hmm. How you generate leads has to be something that you're going to really be able to want to do. I hate cold calling. I hate it. We've all paid for lead generation. I do a little bit of that too. I'm the worst at it, but I can't just rely on one way and I have to continue to build muscle in areas that I'm weak in. And so it's not that you don't do that, but man, if you're better across a coffee table with somebody just make sure you're sitting across the coffee table with somebody every day, you know, just one. You're going to stop for coffee somewhere anyway. Meet someone there and talk to them about how things are going. And that's where you're going to really learn how to generate those referrals because you're going to hear them say something that they need. You know, and you can ask them those leading questions, you know, where what's not working for you right now? And they're going to say something and you're going to know someone. It just happens so naturally. And it's fun. It really is. So it, it yeah. there's so many benefits to doing it. And, and they are going to know somebody and then they're going to know somebody. And it's just a snowball effect that is, is great. And you're helping people. Man, it's, it's a powerful thing. Well, it feels good to give a referral, man. I mean, as good as it feels to get one and get paid for the commissions for, or whatever your industry is to get paid for your services. I mean, just like checking the box on your to-do list is that little dopamine hit that you get during the day and receiving the referral and making that an easier business because you already get the relationship part. You don't have to build up to that and sell yourself in the first part of how good you are and what you do. The other person did it for you, right? But giving that referral also is rewarding in itself. Totally. It's the best feeling ever, honestly. Yeah. 
It really is. Knowing that you really are helping somebody because, but you're helping to, you're not just helping somebody, you're helping two people. You're helping the person who needs the service, but you're also helping your friend who's the service provider. I mean, so in my mind, it almost feels a little bit better. You're getting, you're really spreading that out. It's, it's awesome. Well, to think about the handyman example that I gave, you know, Jose with a hammer, and now he's got nine guys. Those nine guys are all learning skill sets that will put food on the table for their families for the rest of their lives. So when I'm getting a referral to him, I'm helping nine little families. Like if you really think about it and we humanize this thing for a second beyond just my bottom line in my bank account, you know, how is this really doing good in the world? It changes our communities when we're getting people on the job and we're getting them working and man, it's so, it's so much fun to see that and then get those testimonials back of how well it went. It's like, ah, oh, okay. You know? Well, I'd also you said, like to you point... said that, but I have, sorry, I, I have to yeah, point ahead. that in community that, that word really rings a bell to me right now in COVID the p- pandemic. I feel like it, 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 put a halt on a lot of things. A lot of people forgot how to be friendly with people, meet their neighbors. And I, I've said this several times, but it's it's so important that we we get to know each other. We get to, we have relationship, we have community, right? And we're a human, I mean, that's just a natural human thing. Yeah, sorry, well, sorry, Ricky, go ahead. No, <laughs> I, I, so was, I, was, I was just gonna say a version of the same thing. I mean, you know, because what you're talking about and the types of referrals you know, where BNI networking groups and even outside, you know, the, the, the real realtor I mentioned earlier, where they're all giving to small businesses in their community, right? Mm-hmm. It's a way you want to support smaller local business owners instead of the big corporations that are going to just get what they get because everybody knows their name and they're there. Right. Yeah. So this is also a way to have a direct impact on your community that really makes a difference. Well, and so let's talk about that because I know our chapter has two nonprofits. One is for Hillsborough Schools Foundation and the other one is for the food pantry at Rock Creek. And they're very complimentary of each other. They can help and support each other, but all these small businesses and we're out there, we are all hustling and navel gazing and trying to figure things out and worrying about our money and all of that. There's something very healthy about saying, and I'm gonna give and invest to my community, through my business, and we're going to all rally together and help these nonprofits, which makes a healthier community, um, and taking care of kids and hungry families. And I mean, face it, this economy is really hurting a lot of households right now. They need our help. And so those are referrals. You know, we collect cans for refunds for our nonprofit and we are able to give thank you for closed business. Yeah, it was $8 thank you for closed business for a bag of cans. But it still comes back into the chapter and it gets people's minds working outside of their own needs. It's so a part of giver's gain. And it's just better for everyone when we can have those other efforts. And there's that's a referral. 100%. 100%. It's an interesting thing. We, we were talking about you know communities and being able to give back and, and the value we can have with all of that. And there we we also talk about you know B and I and how there's more value than just you know that we're giving there. That might be something to to think about when we're talking about being more local when we're building these communities. Is it yes, it may cost you know an extra fifty cents to go buy your widget at the the local hardware store, but if you know Bill who runs the hardware store, I don't know, right? that's a relationship right that's a that's a that's a value that's and that's something that we don't we don't put value on i think in our everyday thoughts you know and i think that can tie into you know how you're you know looking for referrals how you're looking for connections as a business owner in the community on our in our day-to-day lives right um i, I don't know what, what are your thoughts on that like how do you do that um is that something that you practice or think about or when you're when you're out and about Hundred percent. I mean, is every single business in our chapter the the most affordable service that I can use? Or I have a print marketing specialist. Let's use that for an example. I can go online. There are a lot of online services that I can use and get something faster and cheaper sometimes than what maybe my own print marketing specialist can do in my chapter. However, he's in my chapter. I want to be loyal to him. So 
I always go there first. And that's that's where that business goes. I We've all got options, but choosing to be loyal inside of the chapter and, you know, giving that feedback too of, hey, you know, I just want you to know, how can I help their business to improve so that they can stay in business and give them that feedback of, hey, somebody else is charging less than you. Somebody might've done this a little bit faster than you. You know, those, I, I just think preferring back to, the people that you're really making a committed decision to be engaged with in your chapters and and really thinking about how to support them and help them to grow as their own businesses. That does help our community a lot. You make it sound like it's really easy and it's very natural to you, which is, I mean, it it is, it has, of course it is now, but it probably wasn't at first. How, what kind of advice could you give to some people thinking, oh man, Lisa's so good at this and it's so natural for her, but I still, I just don't even know where do I, how do, what, what do you kind of things do you listen for or look for when you're having those conversations? Because I know for me, I, I got in BNI in February. What is it? Seven months, eight months, nine months ago. And it's taken me until about, I mean, now I, well, I've been interviewing people on this show, so it's sped my learning up quite a bit. But what I'm getting at is it's taken me until now to really start having the ear for and getting more and more, you know, in tune with referrals. How, how did you develop that? Well, again, I think a lot of it has just been me systemizing and, you know, being intentional about making sure that I'm doing that go with the low, when you're first starting, go with the low hanging fruit, do the stuff that's easy to do so you can build confidence doing it. You know, some of the, some of the seats in our chapter that I needed to have one-to-ones with were businesses that maybe I didn't relate as much to, or I couldn't fathom how it would even be relevant for me to have, you know, I don't need their service. So why would I meet with them? Use the gains in BNI. We have the gains sheet, you know, there's a, it gives us good questions to ask so that we can have a good one-to-one. There's training for that. You can, you don't have to just use your own creative mindset. You have the intentional meeting. They're expecting you to call for a one-to-one. This is what we do. And, you know, you bring your little piece of paper with you in a pen and you ask the questions that are on the paper. If you don't know what else to do, start with that. I might, when I first joined, my goal was have a one-to-one with every single person in the chapter as quickly as possible so I could do it again. Because that first time you're just getting to know each other. Who are you? Who's your family? How many pets do you have? Where do you live? Tell me about your business. You know, it's all friendly. Um, The second time you want to have a little bit more meaningful conversation about, okay, now help me understand who is your ideal client? How do you want me to talk about you to them? What are things that you don't do? What's my misunderstanding about your business? Something that, you know, maybe I I have a misconception, like with a personal injury attorney. You know, there's a lot of things I didn't know about that, that I've learned since that time. So I think, you know, there are tools there to help you to have a meaningful conversation and ask the right questions, but just, you've got to make the decision to do it. And I, when I first joined, I was having a one-to-one with somebody in the chapter once to twice a day. For the whole first month, there was 28 people. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill this list in a month, and next month I'm gonna do it again because I this is a big ask for me. If I'm gonna ha- have them trust me with their friends and family to do real estate for them, they need to know that they can trust me, and I'm gonna do a good job, right? So they need to know me. But I I don't think that's just my position. I think that every new person coming in, and I think how we're taking it upon ourselves when we have a new member or somebody new that joins our chapter you know, peer counseling with them and saying, hey, these are some things that really worked well for me. I want to help you be successful as quick as possible. Do your trainings, go to member success, you know, first year essentials, all the tools and things that they give us are to help you be able to launch as quick as you can. That's great. Is there things that you listen for? So now that when you're not even just in BNI, but when you're at your chamber meetings or when you're, you know, are there are there things that, you know, have you learned to, to find triggers or find find the things to, to remember? Because I I know, you know, when I meet you, I, you know, now, right, this is our first time we've ever talked and met, you know, um, there are certain things that I'm going to trigger. And, but I think there's probably a better way than just naturally kind of absorbing a little bit at a time. Like, I don't know if there's something that you do or, you know, do you write notes? Do you have a system in place, you know, afterwards? Um, you mentioned gains, right? But um, beyond, you know, beyond that, so that maybe some of these folks have tools that aren't necessarily BNI folks for these these types of things. Yeah. So, like, if I'm at the chamber and there's mm-hmm. somebody new that's visiting, I'll jot their name down. Of course, I'm going to go meet them and introduce myself to them. 
And I'm really curious about not who, not just who they are, but who do they know that I need to know? So maybe it's a home inspector. I've got a plethora of home inspectors, you know? So now we've got another home inspector in the world. Well, guess what? I'm looking for a mold remediator. I bet that home inspector knows a mold remediator. So really thinking outside of, is this person exactly what I need? Well, no, maybe not, but they know a whole bunch of people I don't know. And I'm always looking for other trades. I'm looking for landscapers and all kinds of people like that. So I think we have to look beyond, and this can go to right to your Thanksgiving table when you're surrounded by friends and family. Who do they know that you haven't met yet? Right? So any new person you meet, I don't care what they do for a living. They know a whole bunch of people you don't know yet. And so just having a, just a natural sense of curiosity about people, you know, to be able to say to a stranger that's that has nothing that you really need to say, hey, I'm looking for home services professionals. Have you worked with anyone that might be able to help me in this area? You know, that would be relevant to me. I'm always surprised. Oh, yeah, I've got a guy I work with all the time. Great. Could you introduce me? You know, so I just, we can't be introverts if we're going to have I, and I'm I'm extroverting by choice. I actually am an introvert. I couldn't person. tell at all. <laughs> I am. I am. I've had I've had to learn this. It's like I'm going to starve if I don't push myself to grow. And we can't just sit back and say, "Oh, well, it's just going to somehow miraculously come to me." I've got to ask. So having bold conversations and saying, "Okay, I can be brave. <laughs> I can go up to somebody. I don't need to be weird about it. I don't need to have an agenda. I'm just going to say hi." <laughs> I'm Lisa. Tell me, who are you? <laughs> Never met you before. You know, just... that's funny. One of my, one a mentor of mine, his big thing is you want the order, ask for the order. Right. Don't, <laughs> don't quit playing around all these games, getting people just, you want the order, ask for it, man. Like, uh, you know, and I, I like that. And it kind of goes to the heart of being well-connected is not and and I, I we had an episode before I don't remember which one it is I'm starting to get lost with which ones are which at this point off the top of my head but you know that it's not even necessarily about the people in your chapter or in your direct group as getting their sale because that's a limited one that's one of those and how many but it's who they know and that is what it takes to be well connected is finding out who they know who could help you and then building off that who do you know and who do you know and it's this big web that builds to make you truly well connected it's having a net that works that's how i look at networking right it's like where's the hole in my net and who do i know that's going to be able to help me find somebody to fill that space. And I love to help other power teams fill their spaces too. It's like, okay, who do we need in health and wellness? We need a naturopath at our chapter right now. We really, really do. I'm looking for one um, because I personally want one. <laughs> and our health and wellness team is incomplete without it. That's going to bring a whole bunch of new referrals and business to that group, as well as the rest of our chapter. So, you know, it's it's looking for those opportunities. How do we build our automotive, you know, auto... We need a mobile detailer. Okay, let's go get that. So, yeah, it's funny. We're we're doing the same thing with health and wellness right now. November is kind of health and wellness month for for our folks, so it's a it's an exciting thing. Um, yeah. So if you meet any of them, send them over to us. Yeah. We're looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and your whole meeting thing, meeting and not being afraid to like find those, you know, dig deeper and and that kind of thing. I know. Cause I, you know, I'm a pretty outgoing guy when I, I'll just come up and talk to people personally, we live in a world where that's not as accepted anymore, but I'll tell you what, you know, real quick, if someone doesn't want to talk to you and you just go find the next person and it doesn't, it's not as bad as like, sometimes I remember, you know, there's been a lot of times when I'd be like, Ooh, I need to go talk to this person. And you build this up in your mind and your thought and you're like, and then you go talk to them. They're just a great person. Or like you go talk to them and they're like, they're too busy for you. You're like, okay, well now I'm just going to go talk to this other person. And by default, and it's, you know, anybody who's starting networking is, is going to have those feelings sometimes like real, real briefly. And just to get over them and just to go do it is, is kind of that, that first step to jumping in and building your net, like you were saying. And it, it, I just don't let that get it in a way. Because um, I know there's folks who listen to this who are going to be at all stages of networking and growing. But I, I really like that you're saying that, Fletch, because it's still better than cold calling or calling leads. I've oh, got man. a whole hell of a horrible stories of I could go all day talking about getting bloody from here, 
rejection of cold calling and people are mean when you try and cold call them, right? Where yeah. you go up to somebody in person to try to shake their hand, at least they're not going to be mean to you. Right. right. Well, rejection is just a part of selling or anything, any service, you're going to get rejected. So instead of focusing on the rejection, I we like to talk about in our little world over here, celebrating risk, you know, mm. good job. You took the risk, you did it. They didn't receive it. Move on, go to the next one. And you just don't give up. If you don't quit, you win. You know, yeah. you just, it's just part of showing up to do what you feel like your purpose to do to make a living. And that's, it just takes some bravery. It really does. And you're getting them to talk about themselves. Who doesn't like to talk about themselves? I mean, that's, everybody that's, does. That's their favorite. Yeah. That's everybody's favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, not about me. Let's talk about me, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? right? Let's, let's, moving on back to me. We're going to talk about me yeah. and me again. But no, uh. great. That's, That's awesome. I mean, this is so inspiring. And I'm, I'm just, I'm so happy that we got to meet you today. And everybody got to hear us meet you today, because your story and what you do is just, I don't know who's gonna be done listening to this that doesn't want to go find a way to refer something to somebody. Anyone can do it. And you just don't have to overthink it. Just have a strategy and make a decision make a plan every single day of what you're doing that day and execute it. It's all just focus on the power of one, one, one to one a week, one education hour, lifelong learning. We, we can grow this, whether you're BNI or not, keep learning new things, get up and do that, you know, um, invite new people into your world, into your life and just be intentional about it and have fun with it. It's if you're not having fun, it's going to feel awful and you're not going to want to do it. So Meeting people is fun. Hanging out, talking to people is fun. I mean, at least for me, it is. I don't know. And, you know, as you want to talk about education hours, we're, we're giving everybody an education hour every week with the show now. So we're taking care of that for you. Excellent. <laughs> Here's our shameless pl plug at the middle we'll take of the episode. It. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lisa, we really do thank you for, for being on Well Connected today. Uh, but before you go, we have to uh, wrap this up with one final question. If uh, if someone is so lucky to uh, be out and about meeting you or or be, happen to get on your calendar for a one-to-one -one or whatnot, and you guys end up at, at, at a coffee house, you kind of hinted at it earlier, but uh, what is your coffee order? Okay. I am a medium Americana heavy cream. I love it. Mm -hmm. I Hot, love not it. <laughs> Someone who knows what they like. I appreciate that. Hey, That's you great. want the order? Ask for the order, man. She knows what she wants and she knows where to go get it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, guys. This was a ton of fun. I really appreciate it. Thank hey, you no, so it's, much it's for been your time, our pleasure. knowledge. And uh, I really look forward to chatting with you again and meeting you and being a part of your network, Lisa. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. Thank yep. you so much. And for everybody out there listening, thanks for joining us today on Well Connected. Please like, share, subscribe, send us somebody if you found some value. Uh, let's share the love and uh, help people learn. Y'all have a great day. Thank you for listening to Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch, the place for navigating business growth through networking. If you've learned even one thing from sharing the last hour with us, please share this with a friend or associate who also might appreciate it too. Only together can we become truly well-connected. Join us each week to learn, grow, and network your way to new heights. heights.